Hi, I'm McGarry Fury and welcome to Kinkstar's podcast where I get to spill some hot wet tea with BDSM heroes from around the world and today I've got with me Purple Tog. He is one of my favourite photographers in the whole wide world um, so we're going to get some hot tea off of him of all the, the doms that he's photographed hopefully. Hello. Hello my Gara. Nice <laughs> to be up here, sat on your city with you. Oh, are you nervous? I'm very nervous. You seem uh, <laughs> Um So, before we get into the photos and things, I want to know about you and your own kink journey. How did that all begin for you, and how did you know you were kinky? That's a good question. I mean, I, I think it started way back, 1994. I think that was my first uh, session with a, with a pro dom in and around Birmingham. Uh, it was very, very different back then. The, it was adverts in papers and, and backs of magazines and stuff. And I can remember making the phone call off the works phone. And then I had to go to a, a red phone box 10 minutes from the from the dungeon, phone the mistress there, <laughs> and, then, <clears throat> and then turn up at the dungeon and, and session. You know, there was, there was, you know, there was no mobile phones at all. There was no Twitter. There was none of that sort of stuff. So okay. it was interesting times. And But I'd, I'd session probably two or three times a year. And I'd probably do that for the next twenty-five years. Yeah. Know, it's not something that I'd be sessioning with, sessioning once a week or once a month or whatever it was. It was quite a yeah, it's kind it, of sparse, but yeah, enough. and, and, and I, that that sort of did me. Um, yeah, one of the, I think one of the things that is important, well, interesting. I remember it being one hundred and fifty pound an hour session yeah. fee then. Mm. And twenty-five years later. Not really that much different. There was all day stays then as well. You could book an all day stay. Um, do you think the Do you think the difference in price or the lack of differences in price is to do with availability of doms? Like there's more doms available now, which creates you know that supply demand thing. If we want to get into economics, but there's so many doms available now to choose from that it's hard to put your price up. Yeah, I think that's that's a lot to do with it. Um, I mean, good for you, but... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not advocating a £500 now a standard charge here, by the way. <laughs> sort of an infl- 25-year inflation charge. Oh, but. man. So what, what kind of stuff did you did you get up to when you first started, and has, uh, has things developed since then? I think, yeah, things have definitely developed since then. I, I'm, my fetish activity, if you like, has still pretty much been the same. Yeah. Same kind of... Same kind of things, like strap-on, CBT, trampling, kind of stuff. Um, uh, but this is one of the beauties about the kinky world is there's mm-hmm. so many different ways you can do that. <coughs> Excuse me. There's so many different ways you can do that. Different people put a different take on it. Different people do the roles and the, and the activities very differently. And that's the, you know that's one of the attractions. That's one of the... The big things about it, it's it's so different within its little world, if you like. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, and that, I think that's what I like about the kink scene, is that there's so much variety. I'm never bored, you know, work's never, it's never the same thing every single time, you know, and it's like, it's just, it's fun, I really enjoy it. Exactly, it's very diverse and, you know, everything is not for everybody. So, yeah. you know, for argument's sake... One of my things is, you know, I don't do the schoolgirl thing. I just don't get it. It's not for me. But yeah. I wouldn't ever, 
frown upon anybody who likes it or does it because yeah. you know it's their thing you know my, my things it's not it's just not for me so and I, I feel like that is one of the key differences between people that are in the kink scene and people that aren't is that we are I think we're more open to other people's fetishes and we're just like well if that's your thing that's your thing like I'm probably just as weird in other ways and like what I've found is that a lot of people who aren't in the kink scene or have got no experience of it um, are the the ones that tend to be quite judgmental and quite like I can't believe you're into that and that's weird and you know that kind of like negative um, framing of it whereas um, I really like the acceptance that that comes with yeah. being in this scene and I think it's really quite nice yeah <coughs> yeah that, that's right and you know oh, just using the schoolgirl thing as an example I wouldn't I would We'll come on to the photography in a while. I'd do, I'd shoot, I'd shoot that. I'd, I'd yeah. you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't close down because of it. It's just not my thing in in kink, and I think that's what makes it the whole scene really good. Like you, like you just explained really well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what is your favourite thing about the about kink or BDSM? Do you oh. have a favourite thing? <coughs> As in activity. Or uh, just anything like a broad kind of I like it like you said you like the acceptance of it you like yeah. the variety and stuff do you have a favorite well, do you have a favorite activity I have, yeah I mean my you know my favorite activities are, are things like strap on ruined orgasm trampling CBT I've recently discovered poppers to be fair really and that how did you or, do that or discovered poppers to a different level so <laughs> historically. It's just been, you know, a, a, a few sniffs, if you like, as you're getting ready for your anal play yeah. or whatever. But when it's introduced over a, a, a more prolonged period of time at a more heavier dose, if you like, yeah. it really does things. It, it just sends me super, super submissive. It's, I can't explain it really, oh, but it just sends do me. I have a mask for you. <laughs> oh, my days. Um... It, my eyes glaze over, the lip starts to move. You know, it, it yeah. it's really. I've really discovered that really this year, and it's um, it's been a really good experience to be fair. But I mean, my main thing is the is the diversity of it. I love it. I love the the diversity of the clothes, the people, the activities, the fetishes, and like I said, everything's not for everybody. But you can't yeah, judge people. Some someone said earlier, um, don't yuck someone's yum. Yeah, and I like I, that. I thought that was quite that's a nice yeah. way to put it. I like that. That was Jessica Doll that said that earlier. Um, so for you and your kink journey, or do you have any like standout moments or any kind of turning points that you you can talk about? This is going to be interesting. So <laughs> a real standout moment. Um, a re- reason it's going to be interesting. I don't know whether you know about this or not. It'd be interesting to see this. Okay. <laughs> so a real standout moment is kind of deciding to go and work for a collar with a mistress. Okay. So, and that has changed my view of kink in the last 18 months. It's such a different experience to sessioning two or three times a year Uh with a different mistress. Okay. So getting to know somebody that well has just transformed it for me. So there's a whole, there's a whole other level of getting yeah. to know someone. You know, a caller to me is like a 
it's a it's a real commitment. Yeah, it's it, like a marriage. So it is. It is a huge commitment on on both parts. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful. It's not been easy in certain cases. Uh-huh. But it just, you know, the rewards from it are, are, are amazing. Oh, that's good. And what what are the rewards, you would say, from getting a collar or from working towards a collar even? So, I mean, the, the, the dominatrix in question is Mrs. Anna Maxwell. Oh, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so. I could have guessed that. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't have picked a better person, though. So she's wonderful. In good. you know, in in you know, all jokes apart, she's yeah. she's wonderful. But what obviously part of the collaring requirement and and journey, if you like, is to do the tick sheet or do the list. Make sure that I was fit for purpose. I guess is the is what her agenda was. So when I was sessioning. I never knew what I was going to... It wasn't like phoning up somebody and saying, I want, I'd want, i like to experience CBT, strap-on and ball-busting today. I ne- we never discussed that in explicit terms. So I'd go into that session room not knowing what I would get. However... So it's more of a slave scenario than a sub? Because it's of the like relationship you build up, you get to know each other. Yeah. So she knows my levels... And where she can push those levels, and she did, she does. But where where she won't sort of break me, which is, re- you know, that's it's quite intense, that is. It's a, it's a nice balance, isn't it? It's quite tender. So I was speaking to someone earlier who was saying about their own journey with, like, relationships and kink, and how it is really underpinned by, obviously, the main one, consent, but there's also a lot of care and attention and a lot of love that goes into it, and... I really think that that's true and just the way that you're talking about things just now like you're all giggly and smiley and stuff and you can tell that it's really you're getting a lot from this and not just it's not just some cd get your rocks off type scenario like you're genuinely getting something quite deeply emotional from it and i think that's really cool yeah i mean you can you can obviously see that here and yeah it, it is it is another level it's very emotional not in terms of crying or upset it's just an emotional connection that is strong and gets stronger every time yeah so i mean you're handing over yourself like that it's natural that you're going to develop that kind of deeper connection and things and you can start to read each other um and that that's why i think it is just like it's kind of like a marriage you know it's like kind of the biggest commitment that you can show and um yeah i mean like like my own vanilla relationship, I can, we can, I can read his mind like yeah. easily, and I can tell what he's thinking and what he's doing, and um, like I'll catch him off guard sometimes, and and that's just another way of doing that. It's just being able to preempt what, because you know someone that well, and I think that's really beautiful. Like I just, I I get a lot from that myself, and that's why I like to build long term relationships with clients as well. Like the I'm coming up ten years in December. Yep. And the first session I ever had um, is a guy that's still with me um, and he, he lives abroad now and he still pops over to see me and we still keep in touch. Um, but yeah, so that's, I guess he would be my longest client, 10 years. And that's wonderful. And yeah. you know, so you'll, you'll totally understand the, 
the long-term relationship and connection <clears throat> that you yeah. that you build up and the benefits of it for you as well you know because it'll yeah absolutely so no that's that that probably well that is the standout moment of the 24 obviously there's there's highlights within that 18 months now or whatever the current coloring ceremony this itself this year was just another level <laughs> so you know and it's um it really is a it's, it's been a wonderful journey so oh. i'm really glad i've Disgusted You're with melting them, my cold dead heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, before I turn into mush, um, let's, let's, get, let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. <laughs> um, so, how did how did your photography start then? So the um, when I was at school, I was fascinated by photography. I was in the photography club. I did you know development in dark rooms and all that you sort of stuff. You kind of strike me as someone that was in a lot of clubs at school. Yeah, you've got to be in clubs. So. <laughs> Chess, debating. So, uh, <laughs> debating now, I'm, I'm not that good in an argument. But anyway, so <laughs> long-term photography kind of interest. But it, I got into shooting motorsport probably around, what year is it? Probably around 2000 and ish and I got I got well in with a, a, a British Championship bike series mm-hmm. and I probably did three or four years touring the country shooting at a reasonable level at, at motorsport photography published work all sorts of stuff and I'd got it, it, one winter I've got all this gear lying about mm-hmm. and I'm doing nothing with it so it goes in its box at September and comes out of its box in April mm-hmm. so I thought what can I do with this I got to know a couple of the grid girls and well let's do some studio work so I'd never done any studio work at all I'd never done any um, photography with models of any sort it was all motorsport so a couple of the models so the first one was uh, Jen Morgan she lives right next to me and we did a we did a shoot in a little fet- as it was a fetish studio right next to, to my house and it turned out well so we did another couple of shoots another couple of grid girls and it it was okay However, I got reasonably competent, reasonably quickly at glamour photography, and it kind of lost its edge uh, quite quickly. Okay. I mean, there's obviously superb glamour photographers all over the all over the world, but for me, it was just pretty smile, turn the lights up, and yeah, you got what yeah, you shot. So, so, so a bit more variety. Yeah. So I thought, well, can I? somehow combine me submissive kinky side with the photography and that's difficult you know again this is probably 2010 was my first shoot by the way so oh we'll get any some stats in a minute because <laughs> i know that you've prepared them and i'm i'm so impressed like susanna's just done a great job for you <laughs> Stato. so approaching i'm, I'm what my mantra still today is to offer a professional service from the start to the finish, and that includes the first approach. Okay. So if I, I was really conscious about approaching anybody, a, a professional mistress, if you like, and saying, can I take some photos for you? It's just not going to work, is it? So I, I needed to have a portfolio. So um, the first mistress I shot with was Mistress Chatterley in Oxford, um, and she... 
she did the, the photo shoot with me for me but then I got into sort of a mix of match of of mistresses who were still in and around the modeling see, scene at that stage because mm-hmm. a lot of you know I shoot a lot of shoot a lot of dominatrix who some have come from a modeling background some have come from the lifestyle background some have come a variety of backgrounds yeah yeah, so, yeah. and you know I must give and I always give a lot of credit to Nikki Whiplash, Jessica Wood, because they really helped me at the time by just, you know, trusting me to come along and, and do some shots with them and not ruin the reputation. Yeah, because that's, yeah. that's quite easy to to get it wrong. So uh-huh. in the early days, that, you know, Nikki and, and Jessica really helped me out with that. So once I'd got the portfolio... Then it started to, yeah. then it started to take off a little bit, and um, as we'll come on to in a, in a short while, you know, a few years down the line, and it was getting, it was getting a little bit crazy the amount of shoots I was doing. So, yeah, it did take off quite quickly. But oh, that's, that's how I got. That's how I got into it fundamentally. So, do, do you have any? Did you have any inspiration when you were first starting out doing the the fetish shoots? Did, was there any photographers or styles that you looked at and you thought? I want to kind of try and incorporate some of that, or have you always just been very like of your own inspiration? You know? Yeah, I probably have. I think that was me. That was me guidance really to try and offer a professional service. Just be professional, and that's me. That's still me mantra today. Be professional. Offer a, a, a professional service at a at a reasonable rate, or or whatever we do, and and it. And just be that person, you know. I don't want to make... Well, it's definitely I'd... working for you. Because <laughs> you're one of the most popular and trusted fetish photographers in the scene. And that's super important to me. That yeah. that reputation is good. And it's really, it's really great to hear. You know, it's really great to get the feedback. It's really great to hear. There's, you know, I've shot with a lot of people on multiple times. And I've shot with people for one time only and for whatever reason we can't make it work again but that's you know that's yeah. that's just people but most of the people I shoot with or I've shot with I shoot again with you know and, yeah. and that says a lot Absolutely. I think and you know finding a photographer who's good at what they do they're not just a guy with a camera um, they're not they're not going to try and push you into shots that you don't want to do and it's a collaborative thing yeah. that's like gold dust yeah because I've shot with people in the past who have just been like, um, can we not just lose the knickers? And I'm like, no, we can't, sorry. But Or I want you to bend this way, and I'm like, I know why you want me to bend that way, and I'm not <laughs> going to do it. Um, you know, I've, uh, are ones that have just been so pole-faced, and you're just yeah. like, how am I supposed to get into this frame of mind to be shooting when there's someone that's just been outright rude, like you can't be bothered being there? So... Um, so I only shoot with a couple of people. What I shot with another f- person recently. No, not recently, like a couple of years ago. Um, and we ended up tanning about two bottles of gin. Like, they, I think we got about four photos out of the shoot or something. Yeah. We yeah. were steaming. <laughs> I was trying to do forward rolls on my couch and stuff. It was mad. But, yeah. But every shot, every shoot that we've ever done has always come out really, really well. Um and just, you know, those kind of photos are the photos that really sell your website, your services. Yeah. And, you know, it's invaluable what that can bring. So, 
yeah, I think you know, sir, you made up several good points there. I would never ask anybody to shoot outside of their levels. I might, if I don't know what your levels are, I can only find that out by asking. Would you shoot topless? Would you shoot? Yeah, the answer's no. The answer's no. That's fine. I'm, I'm easy with that. I mean, I've shot pretty much everything from I've done session photo shoots where you know three people have been playing and I'm trying to keep out the way but they want photo shoots that was yeah just quite difficult but you know and I've shot everything everything from fashion to you know pretty much porn shoots so I, you know there's <laughs> nothing that I've not particularly shot but I wouldn't ask anybody or expect anybody to shoot outside of their levels and making the model comfortable in terms of shoes it, it is so important if you're not comfortable if you're not relaxed you, you'll get nothing from you from from the absolutely images. so that's that's the way i try to to work so do you have a favorite shoot it doesn't have to be me <laughs> just reassure you answer honestly um do I'll i have put a this knife away <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, do you have do you have a favourite shoot that you've done to date? I mean, I, I loved our first shoot. I mean, this is probably I'm not blowing smoke here just because you sat next to me on the settee. <laughs> but that first shoot, we hadn't we didn't know each other from Adam. We'd spoke via text or via Twitter or whatever it was, and I just turned up at your place and you put me up for the night, and I, it just showed so much trust in me. That, I don't think we've ever lost that going forward, and it showed. No, it, you know, it showed in the in the images of that of that day. Oh, know, the so. images from that day are still yeah. some of my favourite. Um, I just love those ones, and I th you just managed to capture me just perfectly, and it was just such a nice, nice shoot. But I think also like because you came recommended, and I'd seen your work with other mistresses as well. Um, and you had that that uh, reputation that preceded you, so it was easy to trust you. Yeah. Like, you know, I instantly felt comfortable as well. And um, and what I did like about your the way that you work is you're fast. It's you don't fuck about. You know, yeah. it's like you you move about a wee bit, and then when you've got the shot, you've got the shot. Yeah. That's it. We move yeah. on. Um, and I like that because that you get a lot more done in that time yeah. instead of taking three hundred pictures of the one pose and then oh, yeah, let's take another couple. It just drives me insane. Like yeah. let's just get the shit done. Yeah, so. it's it's for me it's quality over quantity and and y if you take a a set, yeah, say twenty shots in the set in in one outfit, you you're going to use two or three of them and, and that's it. So what yeah, do you need any more? Exactly. <laughs> let's stop taking five hundred. Um, no, I really I, I like that way that you work. Um, so, is there anyone that you would love to shoot, um, or anyone that you would like to to collaborate with on shooting? I love to shoot with anybody who wants to collaborate fully and and try and create some art. So, I've got no specific person that I'd like to shoot with that I've not already shot with before. I always like shooting with people I've shot with before especially if we've got on really well because yeah. we get some great images so but you know people who want to to c collaborate and, and create images are the people I want to shoot with so I know and I want to get portfolio shots for myself so your standard hands on hips blah 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 yeah. to get you've got to go that you've got to get those shots mm -hmm. but 
let's try and and look for some inspiration maybe in other photographers work or other mistresses work and and try and put your take on that and your angle on that and people who come with that attitude are people who I want to shoot with what about um <coughs> Robert Sion Satori you need to fucking collaborate with him it's I'm, amazing I'm nervous He's, <laughs> he wants me to he wants me, I, I love his work with those dolls I really do I, I Oh, he's, the way he edit, edits the shots, like he makes people look like dolls. He's just so good at it. And he wants me to shoot with the dolls. I'm a nervous wreck. I can't, I can't, I can't shoot like Come that. Come on, man. <laughs> I think the two of you together will be amazing. Um, I'm just, I'm excited for you to meet. Like, yeah. it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'd, I'd love to meet him. I'd love to meet one of the dolls as well, which I'm sure I'm gonna do a bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. So talk me through your stats then. Let's let's do a bit of humble bragging. How many shoots you've done? <laughs> where are they gone? Where, yeah. where have they gone? So, as I, I was asked by Megara to come on this podcast, which was which was great, and I was really yeah. looking forward to doing it. Never done one before in my life, so I thought I'd better do a little bit of of research. So, my first shoot was two thousand and ten, as I said. First Fetty shoot was two thousand and ten, and since then I've done. 125 fetish shoots Fuck. with <laughs> with 58 different dominatrix good god and that amazed me when i when i counted that that up yeah um so in those nine years so, so 2010 to now i've shot 56,911 images <laughs> <laughs> and that is wild so that a lot of stuff there and that you know that takes a lot of uh, hardware to to keep all that i've still got all those images yeah don't do anything with most of them but you know still got all of those so. and this is our seventh shoot this is our seventh shoot seventh. <coughs> excuse me we did um we didn't shoot as we didn't shoot in 2017 or 2018 i don't know why that is been racking my brain for that, but there's no specific reason, I guess. Our first shoot was in did two. Did we not do 18? Did we not shoot last year? No, we shot earlier this year. Was it this year that we, we shot? Yeah, Holy we... Shit. I think maybe with the house or something. Yeah, and, I don't and, know. You know, my... well, I mean, I was at the height of like boozing, yeah. so like I was literally getting drunk every weekend, and then I was traveling up and down to Wales quite a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> and on top of that, um. With the, I ended up a living stone, so really? I was like, let's, let's not shoot until I fucking <laughs> yeah. worked some of this off. Um, but yeah, that's, that's wild, isn't it? Who have you shot with the most? I've shot with, so the, the, um, the top three, if you like, I think these are the top three. Sarah Jessica was, is the person I've shot with the most, and we did a lot in... Um, sort of 14, 15, 16. You, you did a double shoot with us as well. I did a double that. shoot that with... good fun. And the... So maybe backtracking and picking up on a question of my favourite shoot. Remember that paintball shoot we did up at um, Edinburgh oh. somewhere? <laughs> oh my God. I don't remember that. So, that ended up in Bizarre Magazine. Yeah. So that was so funny. I was being shot at by... I was an unarmed submissive with a camera being shot at by six dominatrix so, or something like yeah, that yeah so to explain it was it was doms versus unarmed subs and we i basically planned all the school school time games like rounders where they had to get from one bucket to the next and while they were moving they were a target 
And then we did hide and seek where, and I made them all wear high vis vests so we could find them all. Um, and we'd like look out, so we're looking down onto this area and just basically pointing out where the subs were. Yeah. And it was two doms in at a time just chasing them down. And the guys that ran the paintball ended up having so much fun that they gave us loads of extra cartridges for the end. So we had this like firing squad for them and and, uh, and you were just running about with your camera <laughs> trying to take photos covered in welts like that was the most hilarious thing it was so funny um i really loved that day i forgot all about that yeah. until you just brought that out there Brilliant. i think i still have the magazine article somewhere i keep all these sweet things because yeah. uh, i like to keep them so i was shot with sarah 14 times by my reckoning i've shot with miss Susanna 10 times by my reckoning and some of those are um little shoot in advance of filming days or, or something yeah. like that. And then by my counts, Megara, we've shot seven times, seven including times. today. So that's, ah. that's good. I mean, it is, Glasgow's not the end of the world, obviously, but it is. it does take some planning to get me up here. It does, You know, in yeah. terms of... Absolutely. You know, and it's always always up on the train and back on the train. Which You're here well. and all the autumn colours are here. Yeah. And we're going to do some outside first shots and I'm excited for it. Um but I mean, I guess by the time this comes out, the photos will probably already be up. Yeah. So uh, this is the planning part. Um, so are doms as scary in real life as they seem since you've shot with 58 of us? <laughs> <laughs> Am I putting you on the spot here? Yes. I think, <laughs> no, I think to a person, and I say this with my hand on my heart, to a person, I've not had a a bad experience i think you know doms are just people and nobody sat here with a cane <gasps> to beat me neither so <laughs> oh my fucking goddess <laughs> but it, it's almost like role reversal in i'm, I'm gonna try not to get myself into trouble here by the way it's almost like role <laughs> reversal when you're a photographer you need to have a have a little bit of control mm -hmm. over it or you end up getting nothing and that's no slight on anybody but if you don't you know if you you've got to push the light in or you the lighting for me is everything as you know so yeah <laughs> um, it, no I, I've not had a bad experience with with anybody and I think you know it comes back to what we were talking about earlier on because everybody is so has got this open-mindedness yeah we can have the conversations you know yeah, absolutely against shooting with out and out glamour models, which I have done, and I yeah. and I, I kind of like doing that from at, from time to time because when I'm shooting with doms, a lot of a lot of a lot of them, you, however I say it, is um, you know, <laughs> have not come from a modelling background, and sometimes maybe even don't doesn't want to do the sh not doesn't want to do the shoot, but doesn't want to particularly put themselves or find it in an awkward situation where they're posing with you I know, know I know loads of doms that hate being yeah, shot they hate yeah. it they're like oh it's just a necessary evil from a work exactly and I get but you know put them in front of a client and they they just they come to life yeah. like but <coughs> someone who really doesn't like being shot is Argenta and um she's vocal about it and um she but she's good when see yeah. when we do filming she's brilliant in front of a camera um, see when she switches off that what am I doing and that self-consciousness because I've got it as well yeah. um, 
then she's amazing. But that's someone that you should shoot if, if you can next time. I think, you know, coming back to Miss Susanna as well, the first time I met her, and this is a story that I've told on, on occasion, she met me out the, as I was getting out of my car at the dungeon in, in Manchester and said, I don't want to shoot, I'm not good behind the camera, I'm not... A g-. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what am I going to do here, you know? Yeah. But look at the f- look at the photos that we've produced over the last... I know. F- you know, three or four years, you know. She's brilliant in front of the camera. Once she can get... Going, yeah, you just need to get know. past that mindset, don't you? Yeah. And just be like, right. So, I lost my thread there. <laughs> Sorry about that. I can't remember what I asked you. <laughs> right, let's talk about your book. <coughs> so, book. tell me what you're working on. I'm working on a, how I describe it is a, or my vision is a high gloss coffee table style book. Um, mm. Black and white images, super high resolution, so none of this lost in detail stuff that we see on Twitter. Um of mistress of the of the mistress slave connection. So okay. basically posed mistress slave shots um with 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 different mistresses, you know, and, and yeah. different scenarios. Just try and capture some of the some of the things that you might experience in this in a session. Yeah. Um my inspiration for this believe it or not, was my lack of inspiration for shooting. <laughs> <laughs> so probably two years ago, I was like really struggling to to get some inspiration. You know, somebody comes to me and, Dave, we need to shoot with you. Yeah. Well, or I want to shoot with you. Can we shoot? Or I've got to deliver something. I can't just turn up with a camera and expect people to yeah. pose the set. I've got to add a, something or a lot to the shoot. And I was finding this was getting more and more difficult. So I thought, well... What about creating some sort of art and be a prop or get a prop? That prop just happens to be a human person, <laughs> you know. So, Absolutely. And it, I shot... So the first couple of shoots I did um, was with other slaves or other other people. And I, I've had this before where guys think it's great or, or to shoot or... And then when the, when the photos come out... Uh-huh. They'll probably get a little bit cold feet and what I'm taking down and stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, let's avoid that. You know, and discretion for me is absolutely paramount. I shoot with with dominatrix who, who want to remain discreet, and I'm happy with that. There's discretion's absolutely. fine. So, so that was that was disappointing. So I then thought, well, how can, how can I get this assurity that I'm going to invest in this book and and get? So I thought, well, why not? Poses the slaves myself, <laughs> and then I can't back out of it, can I? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so, all the photos that you do are self shot, which presents a difficulty. It does. Which I know because I remember us doing shots downstairs, um, and you had to set up the camera and have a wee uh, remote control thing, and like, yeah. It's a, hard. There's, there's a little bit of preparation or faffing about with it as as you as you as you said but and you know some of the shots are probably not going to be usable because of the angle or, or what it's not like you're seeing it live and, and taking yeah. the shot it's very but clever it, it's it's iconic well let's, <laughs> let's see <laughs> let's see when it comes out i guess the other th- the other thing that and comes back to the professionalism when people have approached me to 
shoot for this book and I've explained so a first time mistress mm -hmm. who I've not shot with before that you know can, can we can I shoot for your book you can but you know this is how I do it that's really kind of awkward for me to say that because yeah. it, without setting the rules without sounding really forward yeah you know and without sounding totally unprofessional but it's your book it's so my, yeah and is it maybe putting up a, a list of expectations or rules for shooting you know if you're happy with that contact me if not it's yeah. non-negotiable and and that's that's what i've said you know in private dms or, or whatever <coughs> whatever we've communicated yeah and you know i think it's it's my perception or my thing rather than the dominatrix dominatrix used to dealing with na naked men all day long it's not an issue is it it's no. it, in reality but it's a big it's probably a bigger issue for me i'll be ner i'm always nervous <laughs> 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 i'm always nervous but now it, hopefully the aspiration is to get it i've got a publisher on board i've got the format designed i've got the um I think I've got the pricing structure nailed. The only thing I don't know is initial quantities. I'm going to have to take a guess at that. Pre-order? Um, Can you take pre-orders? So maybe. So you sell them before you even go into production? Maybe. So, like, I pre-ordered... Um, oh, I can't remember his name, but it's called The Night Shift Before Christmas. Okay. Um, and I pre-ordered that book months ago. And it only and just to wait for it to arrive yeah. because I knew that I was going to like it, so I trusted it because I read his other one called "This Is Going to Hurt," um, and that could be a good way to do it if if that's something that your publisher would be happy with. Yeah, well, I could discuss that with them, with you know, no issue at all. I think I've got to get the shots to to complete it. I'm, I've probably I've done a lot of shots. I've got more than enough shots to to do a book, but I want. You know, some of the images are. I'd probably want to do again, or, or okay. you know, so I probably I've got another. T so I've got our shoot right now to 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 do. I've got another shoot confirmed on Friday with Mistress Crush, who's <laughs> way over. She's mega excited to do this, um, and then another couple of people who fully engage and fully on board to shoot. We just need to sort a date out. So okay. once I've got, I think if you know, with them four shoots left to do, I think uh -huh. then I'll have a a nice balance of people and pictures to be able to to start putting it together. So hopefully, after sometime after Christmas, you'll see this this book appear. Oh, I'm in, excited for it! I'm definitely going to buy a copy. <laughs> and I'm going to tell all of Team Weirdo to buy one too. <laughs> Absolutely, that would be fantastic. Um, so I mean, after the book, what's next? What will be your next thing? Or is that does that remain to be seen? It remains to be seen. I think you know I'm I'm somebody who needs to keep doing something a little bit different. Yeah. I wouldn't say changing like the goalpost, but you know keep keep doing something a little bit different. Um. So we'll see what happens after. after so after the book. So do you have any advice for anyone who's maybe new to the scene, struggling? Maybe they've realised they're kinky and they're like, oh, I don't like it. Or just any advice that maybe you were given that you can pass on? Or I think I know it's a cliche and it's an easy answer, really. Just be honest. Uh, that's what I've found with 
you know, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm... It's quite difficult to get me talking, believe it or not, here today with this podcast, but it's quite difficult to get me talking. But when you do, I, I'll... Well, I'm just wondering when you're going to shut up, really. <laughs> <laughs> when you do, I'm quite open to talking. Here he goes on again. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's, it's ju- you know, just be honest. I mean, back to the to the collaring journey, I had a wobble, as Miss Susanna called it, last September in terms of probably struggling with it a little bit emotionally. It's difficult to do sometimes. And mm-hmm. we spoke on the phone on it. It was a Sunday morning. And, you know, half past nine on a Sunday morning in her time or yeah. for half an hour, three quarters of an hour. And it, it put whatever issue I'd got, it put it straight. And we've never... Yeah. So also a big thing and goes without saying really is you've got to trust the person you're putting your trust in so if you're going to a session with a dominatrix even if it's for the first time even if it's for two or three times a year if it's ever you've got to trust that person implicitly because you know i don't see how people can session without that trust and that you know what you're saying there is really true and that's why it's so important as a dom to to build up a good reputation. Yeah. Um, because you're a, I'm asking someone to trust me after a couple of emails. You know, yeah. that's a big thing. Even if it's even if they're already prescribing what they want to happen in that session, um, it's still a huge thing because they're, they're coming into a room with me. They're going to get naked. Yeah. They're going to get barked at. <laughs> <laughs> You know they're they're going they're in a situation where they're handing handing over their, their own control and that's a that's something that I take extremely seriously yep. um, and just what you, like you're saying um, building up trust and things and I think it really has to be from the minute you meet somebody that trust needs to start building um, yep. it's not something that I'll just deal with down the line like it needs to be from the start and open and honest communication is a big big part of that it is even even if it's something that you don't like or you don't you know sometimes the the right thing to say isn't the easy thing to say um, and I've found that not just in kink but in my, my yeah. whole life you know so you know that you know just use a little example here I've I'm not good with needles <laughs> when we sessioned yeah you, you knew that I trusted you to not break me if you like and yeah you trusted me to trust you, and we got we both got a decent a good experience out of it. You know, you've got to yeah, you've got to right. freely was, give up that trust. I was trying to know. teach Bella how to do needles. <laughs> she <laughs> ran off because I was she's screaming not too much. It. She's, oh no, can't do it. She could take them out though yeah. slowly. <laughs> oh, and I'm still not. I've still got a needle phobia. I always have. I always will have. But well, you maybe know, once I'm NLP qualified, <laughs> I can fix that for you. That could be good. Yeah. I could maybe anchor something so that you absolutely fucking love needles. <laughs> mm. Let me come back to you on that. Yeah, okay. So it, it's to Susanna, see what she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the it, you know it's the trust and and the open dialogue, the honesty with with the person you choose to spend that hour, two hours, three hours all day, twelve months with. It's yeah, and you, you get so much reward back from it. Absolutely, absolutely. So any tips for, because you've approached quite a few mistresses in the past over your, your 
career of, has been a kinkster and someone who, who sees dominatrices. Any tips for first approach that you can give to, to because I get a lot of bad first approaches. Yeah, oh, can you imagine? Yeah, so a, any tips? Consider it. So <laughs> <laughs> don't do it when you're drunk. Don't do it when you're whatever else you're doing. Don't do it when you've got a raging hard on. Just do it considered. Yeah. Know what you want to ask. Be polite. Be respectful. And and you know, write it as if you'd ex- you'd want to see that reply coming into you, if you like. And but I think that's the the big thing for me is be considered. Be be considerate and consider your your okay. Your so really email. think about it. Really think about it because it can make or break. You you put together a really ill-worded email littered with spelling mistakes you can find yourself on twitter <laughs> for one oh, yeah and you find yourself on twitter and find yourself not getting past the first hurdle yeah and i think i think if you don't get past the first hurdle <clears throat> take that gracefully yeah ask if there's anything else you could have done or something you could have done better don't hound and don't don't take it personally Sometimes it's, you know, you just need to go away and think about what you've written. I mean, I've seen some of the, not seen personal emails, but I, I, I kind of know how much email traffic is involved in all of this. And, you know, so if you've not got a reply after a day or two days, just chill out a little bit. You know. Yeah, sometimes I'm busy and a wee nudge is okay as long as it's polite. Yeah. Um, sometimes emails go to junk, so, and I just don't see them because I don't, uh, go through my junk folders, like, it's horrific, but... I tend to find like a nice concise email is good um, because I reckon if if potential clients if you if we were to take the time that they spend on the phone or the the time it takes me to read and respond to that email and go email ping pong if that time was being taken off their session yes you would find that they would be able to get to the point quite quickly yes. um, but maybe that's something I should consider. And and just for just for me and perhaps to continue the learning with this in that first email, well, is email your preferred choice of first contact? Well, I mean, they can put all of the information there, and then I don't have to go through the hello, is this mistress? Yeah. Like, yes, it's mistress. Who else did you think you were phoning? It's not your grandmother, like. <laughs> or and it's like, hi there. How are you? How are you doing today? And I'm like, who are you? I'm fucking know you. Don't ask me how I am. <laughs> Yeah, so keep it at a at a, the right level. But do do you expect or want people to use the the capitals and the you know the capital Y for you? And if the they're inexperienced, then I can teach them that. Yeah. But if they if they say that they're a, a long term player and they you know use the use the right grammar, use the right etiquette, yes, the right grammar. Of course, of course. Okay, so. Anything that you want to pimp? Any links? Any social media? Anything you want to pimp? Yeah, so my, my website needs a, a lot of work, but <laughs> it's there. It's it's available. It's purpletog.co.uk if you want to get in touch with me. My Twitter handle is at purpletog. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it consistent. Do you have Instagram yet? <laughs> I did have Instagram. I came off that. Oh, so. For fuck's sake. Do I need to get back on it? Aye. <laughs> It's a good portfolio. Um, uh, so you're on, you're on, you've got a website and you're on Twitter. Is there anything else that you're on? Me, 
No, I, I think that's that's enough for me. And my email address is ptshoot at hotmail dot com. So okay. And I, you know, I do, I do pick up. I do. It might take me a little while to get back sometimes, uh, but, so uh, me, but yeah, it's. Um, uh, so also, um, do you not want to give a shout out to your your owner? <laughs> I need to sit, do a shout out to Miss Susanna Maxwell. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> What's Susanna's Twitter? Oh, look at that blank face. Oh, my word. I think it's just at Miss Susanna you're Max. You're fucking lucky you're collared, <laughs> by the way. I'd have been booting you right in the balls. Um, so, Miss Susanna Max. Yes. And website. This is a right Jesus test. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> That's, there's, there's some hyphens in that. Miss hyphen Susanna hyphen Maxwell dot co dot UK. Well done, well done, good. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on here. I know that you were nervous and it was like, uh, but you've done amazing and you've actually rabbited on for 49 minutes, so we should should end this. Um, Thank you so much. Um, I've got a session now and then we're going to shoot. But yeah, thanks. Bye.